Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And I assure you, this is not a DC-centric podcast, despite the amount of Batman news we may have today. Yeah. (laughs) There's quite a lot of it. But it's kind of a nice change than what we usually have, right? Yeah. I feel like I, for a while I was having a lot of Marvel news and very little DC. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is just the pendulum swinging back. It does. It does seem that for way. For the, the two competing superhero realms. Yes. Well, we do have a decent amount of news, so should we just jump right in? Let's start it, start it all off with our DTF quickies. First thing up, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was canceled by Netflix. Um, the final episodes are going to air later this year. It's been um, a good run, but um, it looks like another Riverdale, Riverdale spinoff, uh, Katie Keene, that was on the CW, was also canceled. And so there's speculation that it's kind of leaving the door open for these characters to, some of the characters from these shows to end up back in Riverdale on their original, like, source material. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I never saw any of these shows. I haven't either. I've, I just know it's been on for several seasons. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I was more surprised to hear that S- Sabrina had four seasons mm-hmm. than I was to hear it was canceled. Yeah. I remember when this came out, I was really excited to watch it because I loved Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But then when I found out it was nothing like that, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, okay, maybe I'll watch it. And clearly, here we are. I obviously have not watched it, so... Apparently it was meant to be a CW show. I mean... And then it was shifted over to Netflix for whatever reason. It looks like... It makes sense, especially when the other shows are on CW, and it's a spinoff of Riverdale. I'm also going to be honest here. I don't... I did not know that Sabrina was a spinoff of Riverdale. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. Was this... uh, Was... She was just a character in in the comic... Okay. I Cuz Riverdale is based off the Archie comic. Yes. And Sabrina was a character in that comic. Was she a witch? In the I comic? I believe so. I didn't know that Archie comics had a witch. Uh, I'm not that familiar okay. with them. I just know of their existence. I mean, I'm sure you're yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're correct. I just like I the Perhaps only thing... they just took the character and then made her a witch in something else. The, I couldn't the tell you. The only thing I know of Archie comics is from the funny papers on Sunday. So like, I didn't read any actual comics like just a comic strip yeah so i don't know i I know very little about it it just didn't Uh, seem like the kind of source material that would have witches (laughs) then again riverdale is all crazy too and that didn't didn't really seem like it was going the way i thought it was gonna go based on archie anyway i digress um speaking of another dark turn that um dark comedy thriller called Run. You remember when we saw that that came out and we never watched it, but <laughs> it looked mildly interesting yeah. when we saw the trailer. We didn't run to the TV We to didn't watch run it. to the TV, but we were like, ah, oh, this looks like it might be cool. Um, it was actually from Vicki Jones and Phoebe Waller-Bridge who worked together on Fleabag um, and some other projects. Anyway, Run has been canceled. I guess you could say it's come to the end of its run. I guess you could. <laughs> or you could say it was Running out of steam. <laughs> you could. Um, or ideas. 
Yeah. Since it seems Maybe. like... it seems like they ran out of ideas. seems like they just were like, uh, we don't know what to do. We're just going to stop the show. Yeah, so sources in the, the Hollywood Reporter article that I read said that it seems that after many attempts at finding a path forward for the two characters in the show, um, the two creators were not able to reach an agreement. And so they just like couldn't decide what to do with it. So they left the ending open-ended and they're like, okay, that's it. Must be nice. I know. <laughs> You don't have to follow through with the show that you pitched to the network. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't accept the show thinking, we only need one season. Yeah. But to be fair, though, like, at the concept of the show, I'm like, I don't really know where all they could go with that. It seems like there's not a lot of room. Well, I you were just telling me what the concept was, and I was like, that's not at all what I thought the show yeah. was about. Also, to be fair... Uh, I didn't know that concept when we watched the trailer. From the trailer, I did not. That's what I'm saying. The trailer made me feel like they were strangers. Yeah. Who both were like getting to know each other. Right. In this situation, they were both in through this text they got. Yeah. But it actually turns out they made a youthful pact to text each other, or if one of to reunite, if one of them ever texted the other, run. I don't know what the. I'm sure there's some kind of backstory to that, but there was like they knew each other when they were younger. Yeah. So now I'm curious if they even explain that in the show or if that's what they were like. We don't know how to tell this story because they didn't want to disappoint the viewers with something stupid. And they just were like, eh, we'll just not tell it. Yeah, I guess. Who knows? But, I mean, one thing that I will say, knowing that it's over makes me more interested to watch it. Because I know I'm not getting stuck in another six seasons of something. That's a good point. I I was kind of the other end of, I, now I know it's only one season and they probably aren't going to answer something nah. within the show because they clearly don't know yeah. where to go with this. I'm just more willing to check it out now that I know, even if I do get sucked into it, it's only seven episodes. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like when you get like a 200 hour game versus a 10 hour game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's not going to end up in my backlog because I can just abandon it Yeah. if I have to. Just to me, being told that they didn't know where to go. Yeah. Red flags that there is unanswered plot points in the show. Maybe. That won't be answered, obviously, or, for the viewer. And that's going to bother me. Yeah. Because that's my personality. The other option is maybe they just answered all of it. And there really weren't any more questions. <laughs> yeah. I really hope the end of the show is is very clear cut and they just stop running. Yeah. They just They just stop. And go, okay, we're here. And it just cuts to a black screen. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> Maybe I'll let you and, know. And the season two hook was going to be, where did they end up? <laughs> was it the store? Yeah. Did they have to go pick up their dry cleaning? Yeah. Were they late for a meeting? Could be. We don't fucking know, and I guess we're never going to know. Yeah. Hopefully in seven years, whenever they're allowed to talk about this, the creators will give out all that information. Maybe write a book about it. Maybe. Maybe a docuseries. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe even a biopic about them. Yeah. And the struggles with how they couldn't tell the rest of the story. Yeah. Something tells me that's not going to happen. We need to know. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, on the subject of writing books... Now that you mentioned that, uh, Ernest Klein, I don't know if you recall, he's the guy who wrote the book Ready Player One, which they made a movie out of. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to have a second book. What do you think it's called? Ready Player Two. Oh. 
I was going to say another individual is playing the game now. Yeah. It would be cool if they said player two has entered the game. Yeah. That would have been cool. Anyway. Or press start. Yeah. Player two, press start. Press start to enter the game. Yeah, player two, press start. Anyway, uh, Ready Player Two, the book, will be coming out this November 24th. Um, So I guess that maybe opens the door for a possible sequel to the Ready Player One movie, which would be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So just take that and use that information however you will. Oh, you know they're going to make a movie out of this. Yeah, I know. I'm just interested to see where it goes. I'm just curious if the conversation was, okay, we want to make another movie. Do you have a book yet? Yeah. Or if it was, okay, I'm going to write another book. Let's talk making a movie. Right. (laughs) You know that they were intertwined. Of course. I didn't read the book myself. Saw the movie. Mm -hmm. It was fine. I know there's criticism about how much was left out of it. Yeah, I heard the book was better. Um, But... I think the whole idea of the movie was just to be like, oh, look at all this nostalgia shit that you like yeah. on screen together, yeah. mashed up like it's a free-for-all of pop culture. Right. I think that was the whole point of yeah. it. Yeah, so. just like E3 and Comic-Con yeah. threw up on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you Collectively. Go. It was like a pop culture buffet that gave you food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, these Legos didn't sit well. <laughs> Do they ever, though? <laughs> oh, ectoplasm everywhere. <laughs> FX Productions felt like some projects that Kate Blanchett worked on recently did sit well. <laughs> okay. Um, You know, she recently came off working on Mrs. America, which I talked about in a recent episode, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. It was produced by FX and aired on Hulu. Um, And I think probably as a result of that, she recently signed an exclusive first look TV deal with FX Productions, which with her company, quote, Dirty Films, I guess is the name of it, which I thought was kind of strange. But Yeah. So (laughs) does she make porn? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. Like, she's not in them herself. You're like, where do I find it? Yeah. <laughs> I've always liked her work. Uh, yeah, no, she just hires people to have sex in her yeah. productions. Yeah. She's not she in it herself. She's, not she's classy. She yeah, doesn't. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that show was really good. And she's, I feel like, all over the place these days. Like, she has, she's going to be, did they, they confirmed that she's going to be um, the siren, right? The Lil- siren. Lilith. No, you had it right. The Siren. Whatever. They confirmed she's going to be in the Borderlands movie, yeah. right? Okay. And then Lilith. I feel like there's a couple other things coming up that she's supposed to be in as well. Um, uh, but she's very prolific these days. I so don't it's, know. It's not the, surprising that If they she's... do another Ocean's 8 sequel thingy, I'm sure she'll be in that. Right. Um, it just It's not surprising that she's uh, being prolific and working I mean, on branching into TV. Had like a renaissance lately. She's been yeah. in a lot of shit. Yeah. Most notably the, the Marvel... Yes. Thor Ragnarok. Right. Good on her. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Good on her. Yeah. People say that. Good on you. I don't know where you get your sayings. They're just <laughs> ludicrous. Yeah. All right. But luckily for you, not as ludicrous as the rapper slash actor, also known as Ludicrous, making his comments during an interview about the direction of the fast and furious franchise going forward oh yeah 
during the interview, one of the hosts of the Just Cagle show, I think some satellite radio thing, okay, uh, was speculating where they could go with the sh- with the franchise, and they referenced into space. And Ludacris said he couldn't really comment, but they were on the right direction as far as where it could possibly go. Okay. Uh, so implying that it was going to head to space. Right. Which I don't think anybody would be that shocked at this point if a Fast and Furious movie went to space. No, not Move at all. over Tom Cruise. Yeah. Plus everything's going you're to left, space. You're left in the space dust. Yeah. Everybody's going to space these days. Yeah. Why not Fast and the Furious? Yeah. And they'll get there sooner. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and more angrily. Yeah. But... <laughs> They're screaming out the the shuttle window. Yeah. Move, bitch. Get out the way. (laughs) They probably will. I'm going 9,000 on the stratosphere. (laughs) So that was just a little bit of a tidbit rumor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, It's not confirmed. I'm sure he's shit himself that he fucked up. Yeah. But do not be surprised. Yeah. He could also be intentionally, like, just saying whatever just to fuck with people. Yeah. I feel like I can see him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Have people all excited for them to go to space and they're just going to go underground or something. Yeah. <laughs> they just go to Space Mountain yeah. in Disneyland. Yeah. Preventing people from cutting in line or coughing on other people during a pandemic. Yeah, they're going to need that. It's probably the biggest world saving they've ever done. Yeah, that's pretty important these days, but... Uh, can we just rewind to the fact that you said Space Mountain? Is that right even still a thing? When's the last time you were at Disneyland? <laughs> uh, probably like 20 years ago. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. Is it a thing? I honestly don't know either because it's been a long time it for me It feels too. like a trademark ride that they still have. Yeah. I know it was like Star Wars for a while. Yeah. And then... And then who knows? It wasn't. They're and redesigning it was rides again. a lot these days. I don't know. So who knows what's going on. I feel like I probably just saw a commercial for... Space Mountain on CBS or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. On CBS. You know. What are the channels that I... Quintessential senior citizen programming. (laughs) Senior citizen in training. Yeah. That's what I am. Yeah. I guess at least you didn't mention the Peter Pan ride. (laughs) That's true. That one probably doesn't exist. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been on that ride. I feel like I remember was like... The last time I was there, I was too old for it, maybe. But the time before that, I wanted to go. Like, I've only been twice. So, <laughs> when I was a little kid, I wanted to go, but I probably wasn't tall enough. Because I think it's like a like a suspension through the dark ride situation, if I remember correctly. But it's been I don't, 100 I, years for I'm me, too. I'm assuming it's, like, Small World, but, like, Peter Pan. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. Is it, like, a log ride? I don't know. A log ride? I don't know. It's got water... I'm sure there's a Ooh. crocodile in there. Maybe. You know. The Maybe one who should be. The one who deals with time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I have I do have like a vague memory of like the, the TikTok bullshit happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the app for Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Um <laughs> That would be pretty funny. But um Peter Pan will be gracing our presence sometime in the near future, apparently. Good. Maybe they'll reinvent the ride again then. Yeah, maybe. Um, which, in when I first heard this, I was like, they're still making more Peter Pan movies? Like, I thought there were a bunch of them. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I feel like Peter Pan is like, 
really overdone. Yeah. Like, I feel like every year or two, there's always some artsy variant of Peter Pan. Yeah. But they can never use the same fucking name. Yeah. So they always so just, like, like, describe what yeah. the movie is. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for this new one, Jude Law is going to potentially, he's in talks to play Hook, Captain Hook. Yeah. In a live action adaptation by fingers. Disney. So this is the important part. Disney's doing the live action adaptation. It's not, like, a random motherfucker on the side. So at least we know. Okay, so Disney's actually remaking their yes version. Yes, of Peter as Pan. far as I can it's tell, it's not just from the tale itself. Right, it's not just based on it. Okay, um, so that would be cool. I feel like Jude Law's all over the place these days too. He's like a, he's like the male Kate Blanchett. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's a couple other people that are signed on for this movie already. David Lowry of Pete's Dragon is on board to direct. The remake, I'm assuming? Maybe. Never saw that, but I'm assuming because that's the more relevant I one. I assume so, yeah. Um, and the script will be co-written by Lowry and Toby Hallbrooks. And it'll be produced by Jim Whitaker. So, either way, the fact that actually Disney's doing the Peter Pan remake makes it more exciting to me because every time I see like, oh, they're making this movie again in live action and I'm like, woohoo. And then it's like some random off, like it ends up being weird whenever, because they can't be too close to the yeah. source material. Well, because... I mean, they have like a bunch of children mm-hmm. hanging out with an adult. Yeah. So it, it doesn't get weirder than that. Yeah. Very true. But you know, it's, there. you got the alligator, you got piracy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hook is just stealing copies of yeah. other <laughs> Peter just, Pan films. He's downloading illegal music. And, and selling yeah. them yeah. to Tur- children. Turns out, uh, the, <laughs> turns out the alligator is just actually the, uh, what is it, the SEC or whatever? Yeah, he's undercover. <laughs> yeah. Pretending to be a, a trendy TikTok fucking creator. Yeah, it's a hot take. <laughs> this kind of shows, though, and this is something I was worried about with... Disney buying all these, you know, sub-properties like the Marvel movies and Star Wars and stuff. Like, we're starting to see the same actors used in all of these different properties rotating through. They're going to be saturating everything. Uh, So I'm kind of worried that that's going to become a thing where we just see, like, the same handful of people in every fucking franchise that they have now. Yeah. That's fair. But, I mean, as long as Paul Rudd keeps being one of them. Is he going to be Peter Pan? I don't... Or just a lost boy? He's he's probably going to be a lost boy. Let's be honest. <laughs> all of them? All, he's going to be all the lost boys. <laughs> um, I just feel like right now they've got a good group going. So, yes, it does suck because they're not really maybe opening the door to new actors. They're fantastic actors. Yeah. I just worry that we're going to see the Avengers cast. In everything. In Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, I'm actually not against that. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Hopefully not that bad. But only time will tell. Yep. Just ask Hook. Yeah. Or I guess it would more so be the alligator. Yeah. Or crocodile. Yeah. Which is it? I can't tell. I don't remember. But I've been saying alligator, so I'm going to go with that. The, the leathered <laughs> reptile. reptile. Yeah. The water reptile. Okay. Yeah. The, the monster. Okay. The that monster. Works, we'll works. say it's a monster. The monster. Got it. I hope they take this whole concept and make a different genre out of it. Give me Hook. Monster Hunter. 
I mean, I'd watch that. Right? <laughs> Turns out his hook just like repels out of his arm. Yeah, right. Like a, what is that? A uh, ch- crane? No, what's the, <laughs> what's the thing that Batman has on his tool belt? The... F- Oh, grappling hook? Yes, there you go. Like a grappling hook. He so just, he just like <laughs> scorpions it and he's like, get over here. I don't have time for this shit. And he just uppercuts him with a hook. Yeah. He's got two. Yeah, he's, he's double hooking it. Yeah. I guess you could say he's been playing hooky. Yeah, all right. With the, with the alligator, yeah. crocodile, slash monster. Yeah. Yeah, we got to start making these movies. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, get on the phone with Disney. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we liked your idea with Peter Pan, but <laughs> maybe if we made it better. Well, here's a few co- corrections yes. for you. Yeah. Uh, eliminate all the children. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> the monster eats all the children in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's an origin story for Hook. That works. He was the good guy. Okay, yeah. He's there totally to flip he's it on there his he's there to avenge. Avenge the death of the children. Yeah. yeah. And then the Avengers see what he did. Yeah. And they go, shit, this guy we need him on our <laughs> we team. We need him on our team. Hook becomes the newest Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gotta replace Iron Man. Yeah. Alright, it's official. The final title is Iron Hook Monster Hunter. Okay. Not to be mistaken for the Paul W.S. Anderson film, Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. Starring, drumroll. <laughs> his wife. What? <laughs> He's never done that before. It was just a, a new crazy idea he had yeah. of casting his wife in his film. Yeah. He's just really good at casting his wife in films. Yeah. That he directs. Uh, so, a little bit of news on that film. It's been delayed from its original September 4th release this year mm-hmm. to April 23rd of next year, 2021. Okay. So, anybody who was like, shit, I'm really in need for a Mila Jovovich movie directed by her husband, W.S. Anderson. Yeah. You're going to have to wait a while. That's right. There's like a lot of Resident Evil movies. That yeah, I guess you could watch. watch all of the Resident <laughs> Evil movies back to 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 back. Yeah. And go, oh, they're all the same fucking movie. Yeah. That should hold you over. Well, you know, he's so good at casting his wife in movies. Maybe they should recruit him to direct this new HBO limited series. It's about marriage. Although I guess maybe they might not, depending on if they want to recast one of the main characters. Because they already have the two main characters already. Oscar Isaac and Michelle Williams are going to be starring in an HBO limited series. It is based on uh, Ingmar Bergman's Scenes from a Marriage, which was a six-part miniseries originally aired in Sweden in the 70s, which was then reimagined into an American movie after that. So apparently people know about this. I've never heard of it. Um, But it's going to reimagine the series following the events of a contemporary American couple, whatever that means. So it seems like it's just going to be another, like, marriage story but maybe without the divorce who knows we'll see i could see the uh the phone call now sorry oscar we're gonna have to cut you yeah we need ws anderson's wife in here (laughs) but i'm the guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) it hurts it hurts me more than it hurts you oscar (laughs) i'm sorry yeah 
I hope you find a career past Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it does say contemporary American couple. So, I mean, it really could go that way. Maybe they'll bring back Apocalypse. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Good luck for your future. Yeah. Of days, future past. <laughs> of days past. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't really know anything about that previous series but if it's going to be on hbo it's probably going to be yeah, pretty good sounds like they're just adapting something yeah. from another yeah. country yeah they've had pretty good success with um what is it girl with the dragon tattoo that was swedish as well oh, was it mm-hmm. it was a swedish novel i think yeah okay um but while we're in europe the crown is actually getting extended to see six seasons on netflix i know that's thrilling to you since you love that show so much yeah i yeah. um <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Um, I guess it was originally supposed to be six seasons. So whenever I first read this news, I was like, wait, I thought that was already a thing. But I'm just so behind that I didn't hear the news that they were shortening it to five. <laughs> um, they decided in January, apparently, to shorten it to five seasons because they, for whatever reason, they said it was the perfect time and place to stop, according to Peter Morgan, the creator. But now he's... You know what that means. What? He was getting death threats yeah. from the royal family. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You leave this information out. <laughs> or it'd be a shame what happens to you. Yeah. Um It's a conspiracy. So, They're trying to keep stuff under wrap. Yeah. So now they've gone back on the decision um to quote do justice to the richness and complexity of the story. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. AKA you better leave out this information. If you know what's good for you. Yeah. Uh, fans of the show might get super excited hearing it's going to have another season, but don't get super excited because it really doesn't take you any closer to present day. Everybody was speculating already. They're like, oh my God, we really want to see like modern day. Like that's A, going to be very complicated and not realistic to do. It'd be kind of boring too. Yeah. Like we already saw this happen three months ago. Like I, I imagine <laughs> there's not a lot of drama outside of the prince marrying, what's her name? Megan, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And having a kid and then moving to another country. Yeah. But that's the thing is I think people were really hoping it was going to get to that time so they could see like the inner workings. So they just want a reality show. Yes. Exactly. So just just um, get them to make a reality show about them living current life. Yeah. So I'm unclear when the series is actually going to end. They did say they're going to bring it into the 21st century, but they, they're not going to bring it to modern day. So they're just going to use this extra season to bring more detail in the same time frame they were originally going to end. Mm. Either way, I'm excited for it. But they're still, get, they're still getting into the Princess Diana stuff, right? Yes, because that's in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to end probably early 2000s? I would imagine, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Can't wait. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> one of my other favorite shows I've never watched. <laughs> yeah. Is Stargirl. I feel about Stargirl how you feel about The Crown. (laughs) It's the best never seen show ever. Yes. So what's going on with Stargirl? There was older reports that it was going to be brought to CW as well. Mm -hmm. After it airs on DC Universe. Mm -hmm. Which is their streaming service. Uh, But now it's been renewed for season two. But there's a catch. It's no longer going to be on DC Universe, and it is now going to be officially a CW show. So they're finally realizing DC Universe was a bad idea? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and also probably that CW was like, we need more characters now right. that Arrow's leaving. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I assume Flash is probably going to be coming to an end at some point soon. Yeah. Supergirl's getting kind of repetitive, it seems. Yeah. Uh, so they probably are like, we need more characters. Yeah. Which obviously the whole crisis thing kind of implied they were adding more, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be migrating to yeah. the CW officially mm-hmm. and that'll be the home of its next season cool but i can't help but wonder if the show is going to change in the tone going to cw mm. that's a good point yeah i guess we'll have to see yeah or not see or if not. we don't watch it <laughs> wouldn't want to ruin how much high regard we have for the show right, we haven't right. seen yeah it's not high on my list <laughs> But that's not the only DC character we have news on. Yep. Okay. Uh, shifting over to the movie end mm-hmm. of the DCEU. Promotional art has been found of Wonder Woman 84, which shows Cheetah mm-hmm. in her full form as a feline. Okay. Cool. How do you feel about it? Um, Honestly, it looks exactly like it did in the movie Cats, but <laughs> Cheetah. Yeah. But a cheetah instead of a Which is what I expected it to look like. Yeah. So I can't wait to see how people react to it when they actually see the the full character in the film. Yeah. I have a feeling people are going to enjoy it just because it's a DC film. Right. Can you imagine how terrified Kristen Wiig probably is of how that's going to be received because of the ship that was hitting the fan about cats? (laughs) I guess she's probably like, whatever, I'm sleeping on my pool of money so it doesn't matter that's true right (laughs) although the first wonder woman was so well received Mm -hmm. i feel like it probably will make it harder for people to hate this one right that's true it's not like a foreign concept like with cats how it was like it's literally about cats and their motives and stuff yeah it's kind of like like... it's like marvel and how they kind of start more grounded in their films yeah. and then they slowly were like okay now there's magic now there's space aliens everywhere yes like they kind of shift you into that mm-hmm. extension of reality yeah so i think they'll be able to get past with it uh but interesting there was a 80s kind of neon filter mm-hmm. on the concept of cheetah okay which i think was their way of kind of masking the whole idea that it looks exactly like a CGI cat person would look. Right. AKA cats. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. But also it just kind of falls within the theme of yeah. the movie being in the eighties. So Yeah. Something was distinctly missing though from this art. There was two things distinctly missing. Well, I'd say there were probably like six or eight things. That's very valid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the exact number. The but... good old nipples. <laughs> But minimum two things yeah. missing. No nips. That would be horrifying. I know. <laughs> to have two nipples yeah. as a person. Yeah. And then you get turned into some cheetah person. Uh-huh. And you just grow more boobs and nipples <laughs> down your body. Horrible. Down your torso. You're just getting more. Yeah. That would be pretty scary. I'm glad they didn't go that way. <laughs> so let's just settle on two things missing. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, WB, can you make up your mind? Yeah, figure it out. So, 
we had the Batman suit in the, what was it, Batman Forever? Mm-hmm. Had nipples on it. Yeah. And now we're getting a like cheetah. Hard nipples. With, yeah. <laughs> Not just nipples. Well, they were there for, you know, battle. <laughs> yeah. They were battle-ready nipples on that suit. Yeah, they were nipple blades. <laughs> they could cut through ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh... And then we have Cheetah, who has no nipples at all. Right. Completely missing from her design. Yeah. Make up your mind, WB. Yeah. It's very odd. Do DC characters have nipples or not? We need to establish some kind of consistent... <laughs> Maybe Bruce Wayne under the costume doesn't have nipples. And it's like It's a... just on the costume. So it's an insecurity thing. He's yeah. like, he doesn't want people to know he has no nipples. <laughs> So he just so he puts them on the costume. puts them on the suit, and they're like right there, like yeah. make sure you can't be mistaken. Yeah, see, Joker, I told you I had nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. DC characters don't have nipples. Yeah. Batman's like, where are they? <laughs> oh, my suit, see, they're right here. <laughs> I have nipples. Who knows? Maybe Cheetah will borrow the bat suit. Maybe, and that would be her origin story to get nipples. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I've always wanted nipples. Yeah. And that's what stopped her from being bad. Yeah. She realized the error in her ways when she had nipples. Yeah. And was able to move on with her life. Seems like a legitimate story. Move past her her crime. Yeah. Well, on the topic of Batman Forever, did you hear that there's apparently a Schumacher cut of Batman Forever that was 170 minutes long? Uh, How long? Is that almost three hours? Yeah. Holy About, shit. Yeah, 10 minutes shy of three hours. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> well, apparently WB thought the same thing because... <laughs> they hooded, hid it away in a closet somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to Mark Bernardin on Fat Man Beyond, which is a podcast that Kevin Smith has. Yeah. I have it on pretty good authority that there exists in the Warner Brothers vault a 170-minute cut of Batman Forever. That's a lot. Apparently... The cut was too dark what? for WB's liking, and so it was cut down okay. to make it more family-friendly. Gotcha. Because this is news to me that I learned from <laughs> investigating this. Yeah. Apparently, Batman Returns was deemed too dark of a tone, and it lost its fam- family-friendly style. Oh. But the first Batman was not family-friendly, so I don't really understand. Yeah, I don't understand what their delineation is then. Yeah, That's so odd. maybe they just wanted to shift to that style instead. Maybe. Not that there was really anything that lost from the first two films. Right. Because um, obviously Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, those ones are all definitely a different <laughs> tone than yeah. the first two. For real, yeah. Anyways. A different Batsuit is making some some changes as well. The Batwoman title role? We talked about how uh, Kate Kane, the character of Kate Kane, is going away, I guess, because um, Ruby Rose is leaving the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the new character's name is Ryan Wilder, and they've actually cast someone for the character. Her name okay. is Javicia Leslie. I have no idea how to pronounce that, so I apologize if that's wrong. Yeah, we know she's listening, so yeah. <laughs> congratulations on your new role. Um, but also congrats, because she is going to be the first black actress to play Batwoman in a live-action TV or film production. So they're going a very different direction. Mm-hmm. And, we, sure. and we know they were going for uh, somebody in the LGBTQ community. Yes. Uh, based off the... Previous statements and... 
that well there was a casting call yes that they were looking for and yes. that was the description with somebody in that community yes, they wanted for the role of this character right which at the time i don't think was confirmed but right it was a unclear it was yeah. like a vague thing somebody found and then it was they're like oh yeah i found yeah. this thing so so it'll be interesting to see what they do if they completely ignore season one completely if they continue the story with just a different character, who knows what they're going to do. Yeah, I I didn't care about watching Batwoman. Yeah, but and I definitely I, don't care now. I, mean, I, I know it's completely different. Yeah, it's I like, am curious to see, though, like, how they make that transition. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see how they... Yeah, well, it's CW, right? So that's true. it's probably going to be a subtle-ass line, like, what's her... Kate Kane yeah. is the original one? Mm-hmm. Oh, Kate Kane is out in... Uh, out of the states doing some business. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They'll make it so vague and like a one-line throwaway concept just to get it out of the way. True, true. But I mean, I don't think we should be shocked that uh, the CW went this route, right? I mean... No, it makes sense, especially given the current political climate, to choose a person of color. And they already wanted to fill a specific uh, slot with the LGBTQ community yeah. member. So it's just checking two boxes and i'm sure she's very qualified and well yeah and i just what i meant was like they're always about diversity yes in their programming there's a lot of characters that they've changed ethnicities for yes the shows they've never been shy so it's not something that is a shock yes that they did yeah and she's gorgeous so yeah, do we know her from anything else? Or is this kind of like a, a new role for her? I don't know where she's from. I didn't look up her, her past, really, but I didn't recognize her from anything. So I just noticed she was really pretty. Maybe she was a model. Just okay. guess. <laughs> okay. Well, um, maybe maybe uh, Kate Blanchett can get her for her Dirty Productions. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, programming. Yeah, maybe. Since she's pretty. Yeah. How do you do on couches? <laughs> okay. Um, no? In the realm of Batman TV, <laughs> we have another TV show that's based in the uh, Batverse. I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you would call it? Um, they're doing a spinoff called Gotham PD, and it's going to be on HBO Max. And it's going to be developed by the Batman's director, Matt Reeves. And it's going to be a prequel set in the same universe as the upcoming film, The Batman. What? <laughs> you called it the Batmans. Yeah, because it's the Batman apostrophe S. You know what I mean? I know it sounded stupid, but it was grammatically correct, okay? Okay. <laughs> I would have just said the Batman director. Yeah, I just, I was like, it, it whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, there's a lot of the Batman in this in these sentences, yeah. so I'm getting confused. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and if the title didn't already make it obvious, it's going to focus on the men and women of the GCPD. So um, that will be interesting to see where that goes. I think it's interesting timing given, like we mentioned, the current political climate. Now, isn't this a basically what what was the show? Gotham. Just Gotham. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that basically what Gotham was? Um, I think so. It was a prequel. But to be fair, we only watched like, one episode. I mean, I In the, the city. Yes. About the police force. Yes. But I think it wasn't just about the police force. It just... I'm guessing. I think they took a drastic change in the premise of the show once they realized people wanted to see Batman. Yeah. 
I know initially it seemed like it was focusing on the police force, but I think it kind of went around and did other things mm-hmm. after that. Okay. I'm a little surprised by this getting the green light because the social climate right now, uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of police shows getting canceled mm-hmm. um, or reworking what their message is mm-hmm. for their show. So I'm kind of surprised that they're going this route. But at the same time, I guess a lot of the backstory with the GCPD in the comics is there was a lot of corruption. Right. So they could potentially go a really interesting route with this show. That's true. And cover some of these topics that are really relevant to today mm-hmm. in a way that works for the show. Yeah. And, and, and make it a positive. Yeah. That's true. And then what this says to me is something crazy is going to be going on when you watch the Batman. I feel like there's going to be something surrounding the GCPD in that. Well, I guess it's a question of how much of a prequel is it? Is it like yeah. decades before he's uh, even existing as I'm, Batman I'm... or is it like a couple years? Did, did we have any? All I saw was the word prequel. Okay. And I'm pretty sure you caught that after I didn't see it the first time. So I don't think there was any timeline. Okay. But we'll find out, I'm sure, in the coming days. But yeah, you are right. This could be a good sign that they are trying to tie in the shows and the movies all together. Mm-hmm. Just like Marvel's trying to do with, yeah. with their Disney Plus shows. Yes. Indeed. So who knows? Maybe we'll even see him show up at some point in the show yeah. as like a cameo or yeah. something. Probably depends on how popular the show is and and what they need to do. And how well received the Batman film is. Yes. Yeah. Shifting over to Marvel, though. Yeah. As we referenced. uh, Chris Hemsworth to portray Hulk. Hogan. Okay. (laughs) You're ridiculous. Not the Hulk we all know from the Marvel movies. Uh, He is actually going to be doing a biopic directed by Todd Phillips from The Joker. Right. uh, Where he's going to depict Hulk Hogan in his early career of wrestling. That's that's insane. I, prior to this statement, could not imagine a scenario in which Chris Hemsworth looked unattractive. But I'm picturing it now. (laughs) (laughs) You say that. And then he's going to have that long-ass blonde mustache, <laughs> handlebar mustache, and women are going to dig it. Fair, fair and enough. And then you're going to start seeing a trend of men. Yeah, growing the, that long-ass mustache again. The handlebar mustache. Sick, gross. Um, although if anyone can make it look hot, I'm sure he will be the one. I, be- I don't know how he couldn't, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he was quoted to say, as you can imagine, the preparation for the role will be insanely physical. I will have to put on more size than I ever have before, even more than I put on for Thor. There is the accent as well as the physicality and the attitude. Okay. I mean, he does a pretty good American accent, right? Yeah, but I, I, I guess Hulk it's more Hogan has a specific because he's got that regional twang. Well, he's got that wrestling, yeah, personality yeah. voice that he does. Yeah. So true. That's probably what he's referring to when he says the accent. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this is going to be great. How crazy is that, though? I can't imagine Bigger it. than he was I, in Thor? I know. This is where I'm thinking, like, what is he going to do? How is he going to be bigger than uh, that? Because he was fucking huge. I want to say, like, Thor 2, he was probably the biggest. Yeah, right? probably. 
He was enormous, though, as Thor. So. I feel like he wasn't as big in Th- Ragnarok. That's fair. But maybe in the later, maybe Infinity War and Endgame, he was big. I felt like he got bigger again towards the end, yeah. He was fucking big. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm interested to see how that goes. I mean, obviously he can pull it off. Because he's also been, like, relatively lanky in some movies, too. So mm-hmm. he obviously can knows how to build and lose muscle. Yeah, well, when you see him in, like, interviews and stuff, when he's obviously in between films, yeah. like, he looks very slender. Yeah. Not like he's not buff. but he's, like, like, muscular as fuck. He doesn't look like, like, like he does built. in yeah. the movies. Exactly. Although I'm sure the suits probably add on a little bit of that shape to make him look bigger. That's true. But I'm, I'm excited for this. And here's the thing. Not only is it going to be directed by Todd Phillips... It's going to be written by Scott Silver, who also helped write Joker. So is this going to be dark as fuck then? Because that's what I'm getting out of this. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, And it's actually a deal that's in process close to being done with Netflix for this film. I see. So it's not going to be a theater thing. It's going to be streaming potentially. Even better. Uh, I have a question though. How many yellow spandex tank tops do you think will lose their lives in this movie? I mean, as many times as it takes to get the, the shot right. <laughs> was it even... T- no, it was like a muscle shirt, wasn't it? It was a muscle shirt? Yeah, it was like a tank top muscle shirt, and he would yeah, tear it off. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he'd be like... <laughs> I'm doing it. No one can see me, Nobody but... can see, but they know what you're doing. I'm doing the hand thing to the ear, <laughs> looking back and forth. Sorry. I hope that's him. I, <laughs> so watch, it's somebody else. I don't know. I just know the the tank top ripping ripping thing. Now, do you think they'll get into like his more current stuff, where he kind of was like caught with like racist remarks and stuff? I don't know. I'm assuming no, but because it says early career, so also. Well, it's a question of how far in they're going. Oh, right, right. right. It may start early on, but if they go to modern day, you never know. True. True. I would imagine the WWE would be heavily shown in this movie. Yeah, I would imagine that as well. I mean, he did have wrestling career before the WWE. Well, I guess WWF at the time. But apparently the pandas couldn't fucking share. (laughs) I guess not. Well, I'm excited for that. I got something else that you could be excited for. Do you? We kind of already talked about this in our gaming episode. Because it's tied into both. Yeah. The Sims getting a reality show. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, EA announced The Sims Sparked, which is a new reality competition where 12 contestants will be competing for $100,000, uh, where they will be participating in both skills and elimination challenges, playing The Sims 4, building the most unique characters, worlds, and stories. It's going to be a four-part series that airs weekly starting on the 17th, of this month, July, uh, starting at 8 p.m. on TBS. This is interesting. I wonder if, um, if like, are they going to provide the computer and the setup? Like, because a lot of people that play The Sims have, like, custom content and things like that and mods. So I'm assuming they're going to be like, you have to use this, like, vanilla version of the game. I don't know. I could, just guessing. Well, I, I guess the question is if this was something that was created before or after the pandemic. Yeah. And if they're in one location together filming it or if they're all separately doing it and it's all virtually done and recorded that way 
Yeah, I'm, I, they'll be interested to see how they make it happen. Uh, but I would imagine that they have a set thing that they have to use. Because they, they'd have to follow rules, right? Yeah, there'd be... You a, can't use this. Like, you know, it's like your traditional competition show. Right. Where it's like... There's no cheat. These are the only things yeah. you can use within your uh, challenge. So right. use them to make something cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you want to hear a little bit more about that, we had some in our gaming episode. Yes. That we just posted a few days ago. Uh, we talk a little bit more about it, so you can go check that out. And the last news story for our episode, uh, The Wonder Years getting a reboot on ABC. Okay, that's a deep that, cut. Yeah, that's an old show, huh? <laughs> yeah. They're actually going to be making a change in the show, so it's now going to be focused on a black middle-class family living in the 60s era uh, in Montgomery, Alabama. No, that sounds heavy. Yeah, right? I don't... Did... I don't remember the Wonder Years being like a heavy show. Is that what they're? It was. For? I mean, I if I remember it right, it was just like a teenage boy narrating his life. Yeah. In the nuclear family. Right. Growing up. Right. Well, I think it was also in the sixties. I right. I think that's. I think the right. time. I think the decade is the same. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is just to give a different perspective. Right. Which is a cool idea. Yeah. It'd be extra cool if they do some kind of tie-in somehow like an indirect tie-in like they refer to the same thing you know what i mean yeah so like it's like in the same universe yes but not just like happening at the same time in the same universe but you don't see the other characters potentially okay that would be cool yeah because i think they like on the old show didn't they have like the space race and stuff was kind of like subplotted into the show like you saw them watching it on tv and stuff it would be really cool to see just a completely different perspective of the same events happening in in society yeah yeah jfk's assassination right the interesting thing is it's on abc which is a family-friendly show so i feel like they would be hesitant to get too serious about real topics like this like potential interactions involving racism and things like that. Because you would have to have yeah, that, right? Because in the 60s. In the 60s. absolutely. In Alabama. In Alabama. Don't tell me that you there's can. racism and segregation, I think, still at that point in Alabama. Yeah. So. I, I just, I feel like it's going to be a very hard topic to yeah. navigate without having to just be direct about what yeah. kind of racism was there. Because yeah. they'd have to show it, right? Yeah. Especially now. It definitely seems like it could be a complicated scenario and make it people uncomfortable to watch it. That's not to say that people shouldn't watch it. Like you, It's just a lot of people might not want to watch it if they're going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's kind of like The Leftovers. With, yeah. You know, you were, this is too depressing. I was like, this, this is depressing. Is I don't want to see really this. really uncomfortable. I don't yeah. like the show. But I mean, it does give the opportunity to provide some education if they're going to stay true to um, history and maybe show people yeah. that how things were if they didn't if they don't know and we we've been watching we started up uh, the the newest and last season of agents of shield yes and they have kind of touched upon this they have because they were in i believe the 30s yes uh for an episode or two yeah and they kind of had little subtle comments about yeah. racism existing in the show yeah some uh, of them less subtle than others but yeah they had the 30s and then the 50s yeah. So yeah. they could do it. Yeah. It'd just be a question of uh, how they do it. Uh, but they could really, really use this show as a good way to, I guess, reflect on history. Yes. And how it needs to be better. 
Yeah, it's in, not often for that, society in the future. Yeah, it's not often that TV shows really focus on like the hard times. They'll they'll make little references, like Agents of Shield. There were references, but they didn't get too deep because they still want you to be entertained and not depressed. But so hopefully they're able to find a good enough balance that people can learn from it and be educated and reflect, like you said, rather mm-hmm. than just turning it off. Yeah. Uh, so this is expected to debut as part of ABC's 2021 to 2022 season. Uh, and it's going to be executive produced by both Lee Daniels, uh, known for co-creating Empire, and Saladin K. Patterson, who's known for being a writer on Big Bang Theory. And he's actually going to be writing the pilot for this show. Okay. Uh, and if they decide they like the pilot and want to get the whole run for at least a season, they're going to expand the writing room from there. Okay. Uh, but right now it's just him. Uh, and the original co-creator, Neil Marlins, is also attached to consult for this show. Okay. Along with Fred Savage, who is also going to executive produce the show and direct the pilot. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's kind of so cool to see that they're come full circle bringing <laughs> in people from the original, mm-hmm. which I assume is their way of making sure they keep it with the nostalgia feel of the original, right. but it being able to tell a new story or a different story, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, from a different perspective, from a family, from a different location, from a different background. Right. So it has a lot of, lot of potential. Yeah. Now it's time for some trailer trash or treasure. Yeah, it is. First up, The Boys Season 2 got another trailer. Another trailer. Official trailer. Yeah, so I, I guess know. what we watched was not official. They were teasers and clips. Uh, very long fucking teasers. Yeah, the first one was a teaser, and then the one with Stormfront was a clip, right? And so now this one's a trailer. I think that's the distinction they're so making. So the Black Gnar one was not a trailer? I think that was a teaser. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was like a minute long. Yeah, but that's that's what they're calling it. Okay. It looked like a trailer to me too, but that's what people were calling it on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got the official trailer and more gore. Yep. More violence. Yeah. Looks like there's going to be some nudity. <laughs> yeah. Does it? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's... I forgot. <laughs> uh, new characters. Um, more intense. It looks like it's going to be more intense for sure, which is somehow impossible but let's see how it goes (laughs) yeah well i mean there was like a split second where you see the butcher Mm -hmm. break out of what looks like probably a whale yeah exploded yeah on top of a boat so there was a you know that's a little bit more than the dolphin from season one let's just say that right they stepped that whole concept up yeah it's very interesting um it's gonna be fucking nuts and i'm excited for it. which i'm kind of curious if that means they're going after what's his name? Oh the yeah. Fish boy. Fish boy. What's his name? Um I don't know. Water Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name. Yeah. But probably. I think his name was Aqua Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm curious if that's like a whole premise where they're going after killing him and he like sends a bunch of fucking sea creatures after him. <laughs> the deep. The deep. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my, September fourth, yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah, this is the trigger. Ju- just more. Yeah. More just of 
Like, multiplied by ten. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call it a treasure. Okay. Uh, Umbrella Academy Season 2. We finally got the trailer for that one. Or I guess maybe a teaser. Uh, I think this is a trailer, too. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Yeah. They, they the can't teaser, establish the what they are. The teaser was their, like, dancing at home thing. Remember that? Oh, right. That yeah. trash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess they know how you felt about it. Was, it. it was all right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got a better idea of what this is. It looks like there's time travel involved this yeah, time. Definitely. Um, at least more heavily than the first one. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like they're all buddies again and working together. Mm-hmm. With maybe a few exceptions, but it looks... I also think this one looks more intense. I think it looks like it's going to get more interesting than the first season. Okay. See, I had the opposite really? reaction to this. Oh, okay. I thought this looked dumb and boring. Mm. I was very disappointed in this trailer. Okay. So, I'm going to have to give this one a trash, to be honest. Okay. Well. Like, I'll watch it with you, but it just felt like, I don't know. It feels like it's going to be busy work. Mm. Just whatever happens doesn't feel like it's going to be important. It just feels like it's just going to be, I don't know. Okay. Well, I had the opposite reaction. I thought it was going to be pretty cool. So, I'm going to give it a treasure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's probably the first time we butted heads on a yeah a trailer. It does seem that way. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking for a new co-host if anyone's interested. <laughs> That's alright. I can watch it without you. <laughs> no, and they they've kind of hinted that there's going to be characters that are dead in the first season who will, through plot lines, mm-hmm. be on the show. Yeah. This time. Mm-hmm. I felt like, um, compared to the first trailer, maybe it's just that the trailer is better, but I felt like I found myself giggling a couple of different times in watching the trailer. And so I was like, well, if I'm laughing at the trailer, then I think it's going to be good. Unless they use all their good stuff in the trailer. Unless they use all their good stuff. You're right. There's a slight risk there, but I'm still going to call it a treasure. Okay. Because I'm rating the trailer. I'll let you know how I feel about the show later. I just hope that they actually touch upon what ended the first season Mm -hmm. and they don't just gloss over it like oh everybody's friends again Mm -hmm. because that just devalues the first season and what happened yeah i i I get what you're saying i don't think i'm i didn't get the impression that they're not going to address it 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 seems like they're going to have those discussions they better yeah because i'll write a stern letter if they don't yeah you might find yourself in a pickle I mean, they will, not me. Oh, okay. They're gonna be the one that pickle. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Everyone else likes it, but, but he doesn't. <laughs> Got to change it. Yeah. So how about them pickles? <laughs> the American ones. Yeah. So we also watched the trailer for an American pickle starring Seth Rogen, and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which I was confused is it, by. Is there going to just be like this onslaught of <laughs> shows where actors play them and somebody else? Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> I wonder if he was able to do filming during quarantine because like it's just him. I've been trying to figure this out too. I, the whole trailer I was like, when did they film this? Is this at his house? Like how is this? Yeah. It's possible. I feel like he has to have been doing something during quarantine, getting away with it, because he could be 10 foot away from the cameraman and call it good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I mean, he probably is the cameraman. True. Yeah. Uh, so, this... I saw, like, a... 
not a trailer, but like I saw like a brief clip and then somebody was like, Seth Rogen is playing his own grandfather or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> on the internet. And I was like, that looks stupid. But then I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So I think it looks kind of entertaining. The premise is <laughs> his great grandfather or something like that mm-hmm. falls in a tub of pickles at a factory. A pickle, pickle factory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for specifying. <laughs> It's not just a random tub of pickles in, like, a car factory. Who put this tub of pickles here? We make cars. <laughs> yeah, he fell into the pickling vat. And um, for some unknown reason... Nobody thought to get him out. Yeah. And he just lived there for generation after generation. And then finally he's just like, oh, what? I'm alive and, again. And he got out of the pickle. Yeah. Tub. <laughs> I mean, both. Yeah. And then somebody <laughs> was like... Why is there still a pickle tub here? We make cars. <laughs> it's been 20 fucking years. Yeah. Um, I guess more than that. It'd be like 40 years. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't tell how long, many times, <laughs> how many years had passed in the movie, but um, it looks entertaining. So this guy, and then he tracks down his descendant, who happens to look just like him. Yeah. <laughs> just without a beard. With a smaller beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, less, less of a thick accent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just chaos, chaos ensues. It's it's about what I would expect from Seth Rogen playing. I think the idea is it's just going to be fun banter between yeah. him and himself. Yeah. <laughs> between him and himself. Exactly. It's really all it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how good it's going to be. Yeah. But I'm interested in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a typical. Okay. Uh, and I know it's like as ridiculous of a premise as it is. Yeah. It does bother me that... He just falls into this tub of pickles, mm-hmm. and then nobody seems to, like, get him out. Yeah, everyone's just like, that's just where he lives now. And then they condemn the building. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of things that not don't make sense. One, not one person who was taking the pickles out of the tub yeah. for production purposes yeah. thought, why is there a guy in here? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I guess there has to be some kind of explanation. Maybe we'll see it in the Hopefully. movie. Who knows? Hopefully. I'm going to call it a treasure because I was cracking up. Because I feel like listening to him with that, um, is he Russian or Polish? He's like Russian or Polish Jew is his uh-huh. voice. Yeah, yeah. That accent is great. He's doing such a and great they, job. And they and have I like the like, ongoing joke about polio. Yes, about polio. <laughs> and then... <laughs> So good. And he finally was like, he's like, it's been cured. It's been cured. We don't have... He's <laughs> like, they cured it. There's a vaccine. This guy named Jonas Sock. He's <laughs> like, was he Jew? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so uh, it was funny. Uh, it's good to see HBO Max is getting shows. Yes. At true. the very least, whether this looks good or not. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they're getting stuff. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I, I give it a typical, right? Yes, you did. So I'm going to watch it and hope mm-hmm. it's better than it looked. Okay. Uh, and I need an explanation for the uh, time travel uh, pickle dilemma I have. Maybe though, maybe Pickle Rick was there. Maybe. Maybe you're just tying it together. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. <laughs> pickle Rick was in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> and he just zapped him. Yeah. With his green portal. Yep. 40 years into the future? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, I could just use that yeah. as... You can explain it to yourself that way so you can enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it a movie or is it a show? Oh. 
Um, I thought it was a movie, but maybe it's a show. I thought it was a show. Maybe I'm an idiot. Hold on. Let's let's find out. <laughs> no, you're not the idiot. Everyone knows Morty's the idiot. <laughs> it's a movie. Okay. See, I just... Here's my problem. Mm-hmm. I think whenever I see streaming services, mm-hmm. in my head, I assume it's a show. Okay. Gotcha. Because I did the same thing with Palm Springs. Yes. I thought it was a show. It was a movie. Yeah. That's fair. Which we'll talk about later. Yes. Uh, I do have a show for you, though. (laughs) Since we are talking about the confusion there. Uh, We watched the trailer for Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this movie. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, For anybody who's not aware of this, it's coming out on August 6th to CBS All Access. For all of you geriatrics have this <laughs> service for all uh but we finally got to see the trailer we talked about it i think as a announcement but i'm yeah there's been headlines about it but yeah now I, we actually have a trailer i am i the concept of this show sounded good to me but i feel like the trailer was just okay really because i feel like you were giggling more than you did in uh, a pickle story <laughs> in a pickle story <laughs> There was a, I mean, I don't remember, but maybe maybe I did. But I felt like not as excited about it after watching the trailer. Yeah, the art. I I was trying to pin what the art felt like. I feel like it was like a a mix of Rick and Morty style and like Futurama. Yeah, I felt the same way. Um, and as far as the premise, it just felt like Futurama, with the Star Trek theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jokes I felt were okay. They were pretty generic in my opinion yeah um i also felt like the events that i don't know i just the concept of the show was cool but the way they seem to have made it happen with the show was not what i was expecting i think yeah i i'm gonna have to give it a typical i'm also giving it a typical because i'm still interested but i'm not as excited as i was yeah I'm going to have to see a full episode in order to really mm-hmm. get an idea if it's going to be fun. Yeah. But it seemed like they were trying too hard, mm-hmm. in my mind, for the jokes that they put in the trailer, at the very least. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they were just putting their weaker stuff in the trailer. Right. I was also, we talked about this briefly, kind of disappointed that I didn't see nearly as many aliens as I... Maybe yeah, and that's something I was noting was like, yeah. this is a cartoon. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the cosmetic mm-hmm. costs of prepping actors. Yeah. You should be able to put a vast majority, uh, you know, a variety yeah. of different species in this. Yeah. Like ones we've never seen. Well, like the bar in Star Wars. That's what I should be seeing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you have no reason not to be able to have that many different species yeah. on screen. Yeah, Because exactly. it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. So I was a little disappointed in that. That's yeah. another thing that bumped it down to a typical for me. So hopefully the show is better than the trailer seems like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Either way, we won't. We'll be getting probably a trial or something to get CBS at that point because we don't have. We won't have it anymore. Oh yeah, I'm not in a rush for that. Yeah, uh, when, August six. Yeah, yeah, so it's so coming. We have out, quite a ways, and but we can just wait till all the episodes. We'll are probably out. rotate through. We'll probably have like. A rotating service that we can put on our mm-hmm. budget so yeah. that way when we have stuff come on the ones we don't have as our set thing yeah 
we can rotate through them and watch these shows. Exactly. But right now, watching Lower Decks is not a priority for not me. Not at all. Uh, but what we did watch as a priority on CBS All Access was Star Trek Discovery. That we did. Which had two full seasons. Yeah. And not like a 8 to 10 episode season. More like a 15 episode season. Yeah, there was a pretty significant amount of material. Yeah. Took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. Yeah. Uh, so we watched that to start our list of reviews for this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of didn't realize how much, how long ago this show came out. I, I, Whenever you started to watch it, I was still thinking it was in season one. So obviously I had no idea what was going on. I feel on. like they had a season two come up quickly after season one. I don't think it was oh, like okay. a tr- traditional, like a year later. I feel like it was a lot shorter of a time between... Because I felt the same way when I first heard about season two. I was like, didn't they just have season one? Right. Who knows? Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so it's got an 81% tomato meter, but a 42% audience score. I'm not surprised by that. You're not? Okay. Yeah. I like, never I didn't. Star what... Wars, Star Trek, all of their uh, hardcore yeah, fans hardcore. are right. very critical about this stuff, right? Fair enough. Yeah. Plus, we learned watching season two, mm-hmm. there is potentially very confusing time. Yeah, um, there's some bullshit inconsistencies with the older shows, which tie into it. That's true. I was annoyed by that. Like it's within the universe of Star Trek. Yeah. It's not like it's a separate thing. Yeah, it's in the prime Star Trek universe for anybody who's a Trekkie out there. It's not in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek universe. It's in the, yeah. the normal one with the TV shows and whatnot. General premise is actress Sonequa Martin-Green plays Michael Burnham, uh, which is actually a female Earthling who was adopted by Vulcan at a young age and raised in their culture, uh, where she then joins the Starship Discovery as part of the Starfleet, and they just basically do the adventures that you would expect from a Star Trek show. Yes. Uh, in a more modernized take, mm-hmm. uh, but with the same classic formula you expect from Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, they do have a lot of new alien types that I was surprised to see in this. And some old alien, and some old alien types with a different take. Yes. Yeah. I just meant like variety, I guess. Yes. Uh, I felt like I was expecting less variety of aliens than they actually had in this, mm-hmm. so I was surprised by what they did. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it couldn't be cheap. Yeah. And then if for anybody who isn't rec- uh, familiar with her name, Sonequa Martin-Green, you might recognize her from The Walking Dead. Yes. That's one of her bigger parts. As Sasha. Yes. Yeah. I really liked her in this show. I did too. I think she did a great job. I didn't like her in The Walking Dead, but I liked her in this. Okay. She bugged me in The Walking Dead. I didn't Dead. have any opinion, I don't think, in The Walking Dead. I felt like she was just one of those, like, what are you doing, people? Like, yeah. I just was always annoyed with her, like, gotcha. making it about her situation. Yeah. So I like. She her was like stuff. the Leslie of of the <laughs> season she was in. I think so. Yeah. That was the character, right? Leslie was the the blonde chick that was like stupid. Um, I can't remember, but probably Lori. No, Lori. Uh, yes. Lori. No. Lori was, Lori the, was the wife. Was Carl's mom. Also. Yeah. Also stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're digressing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I agree. A lot of dumb bitches in The Walking Dead. <laughs> This, like, 10-year-old series. Um, yeah, no, she. I liked her in this, and I think she did a really good job with her character. 
There was somebody who I wasn't expecting to see in this uh, as one of the main characters when it started, who usually plays a bad guy. Jason Isaacs was a character in this as the captain of the ship, Captain Lorca. And I thought that was kind of cool to see Jason Isaacs in a different role. Yeah, I'm so ha- used hang to... up his black magic yeah. wand. And... Yeah, yeah. And join join space. Yes. Yeah, I, as somebody who was never really into Star Trek, mm-hmm. I've really only seen the mo- like the newer movies, yeah. which obviously are not a part of this right. timeline. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. I feel like there were episodes that were filler, obviously, but that's to be expected in something like this. Uh, but overall, I really liked it. Uh, I think it was a, a cool take that she was an earthling who was raised Vulcan. So you yeah. got this conflicting personality thing with her where mm-hmm. she was basically trained to not have emotion. Right. But at the same time, she's human. So, right. so it's she's not possible. going to have that emotion, <laughs> yeah. right? And so when she does express her emotions, she gets like upset with herself for not being 100% logical yeah. like a Vulcan would want her to be. It's a very interesting internal battle she has. Yeah. And they have characters that tie into other Star Trek properties. So yeah, they do. Uh, it's going to please fans, I think, of other Star Trek shows. Although apparently not, according to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So maybe not. I mean, I the like casual it. fan, I guess. The casual fan. See, like I've always considered myself a Star Trek fan, but I'm not a Trekkie, and so I'm not like obsessed, and I don't have everything in the fucking Star Trek universe memorized. Mm-hmm. I just remember watching it growing up. Yeah. So, but that's not to say that all Trekkies are, like, no, obsessively, no, no. Yeah. like, bitter if it's not what they want it yeah, to be. It's like anything. That's though. always, like, a small percent of fan bases for everything. Exactly. But I recommend this show for anybody who's got CBS All Access. Yes. It was very confusing, though, because the show setup was, like, there was commercial breaks in between. Yeah. But there was no commercials. And it's a CBS All Access show, so... I kind of wonder if maybe the first season was, like, aired on TV. And then they changed it over to CBS Oh, All maybe. Access. I don't know. I thought this was like a, a meant for the service show. I have no idea. I'm just hypothesizing here. Okay. Anyway, maybe they set it up that way so they could put it on TV later. Right. Yeah. If they ever needed to. Syndicate it. Yeah. Overall, it was a pretty uh, unknown cast besides uh, the couple that we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking forward to season three. Yeah. I know that they're making it and... I'll probably jump back on All Access when that comes out. Yeah, I agree. I think there was a really good amount of character development. There, They kind of had a good mix of different personality types and different alien species. There there maybe weren't as many aliens in the main, the core cast as I would have expected, but budget limits everything. And um, But they had them on like episodes. They did, yeah. Like they were like, this is a race that yeah. is in this episode. Yes. And yes. so you so, got the diversity in that sense, yes. but they weren't like consistently on every episode yeah they weren't in the core cast most mostly um but either way it was a good show and i think the acting was good and the storyline was good there were some things that pissed me off because they didn't match up with something that's supposed to match up with a previous um show so that bothered me because there was no explanation for it not matching Mm -hmm. but Um, that could be something that they get into in season three or It's just, I, it seems you like have to just, just let gonna, it go because it's... I think I have to let it go. Retro-fitting things that doesn't always going to be perfect. Exactly. Um, Either way, I would recommend it. I really like that they covered social 
commentary and stuff like that on things, but using aliens and stuff. And that's something they've always done from what I understand. Mm -hmm. But it just felt really relevant Mm -hmm. to today, even though it's not necessarily something that was done because of (laughs) current topics right now. Yeah. But it did feel like the show is very relevant. Well, I am going to give it a five. That's my rating. Okay. And that's for both seasons combined? Yes. Okay. I will also give it a five. Yeah? Impressive. Discoveries. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll give it five treks. Can you do two words? Can I do Star Treks? Sure. Why not? Just do it. Yeah. Five Star Treks. I won't call the police. Yeah. That's good. Uh, One last thing I do want to say, too, is it felt like they covered a lot of older trope enemies so Mm -hmm. far. So I kind of hope that they kind of venture into, like, new ones that Mm -hmm. are not familiar. Yes. And do their own thing. Yes. I agree. But other than that, I'm liking the show. And like I said, I'm not really a big Star Trek person, so I would really didn't know the context of the villains. I just knew just from pop culture that, oh, I know of this villain. Yeah. Although uh, they did have a very interesting take on the Klingons. As a, as a new Trekkie, yeah. season three better meet my expectations. Yeah. Or I'm giving a shit review on Rotten Tomato. You hear that, CBS? You're going to be a top of your game. Yeah. Better be. I'm just going to have a strongly worded letter. So I guess I expect for season three to boldly go where no show has gone before. I would hope so. Uh, we also finished up Princess Bride on Quibi. Thank God. Yeah. I'm glad we made it. Just One like, day before <laughs> One day to spare. the trial expired, <laughs> yeah. we were able to watch the entire thing. Yeah. I was very... worried we were going to miss like one episode of it. Yeah, I was very excited. Uh, so we already really talked about this, so I don't want to get too far yeah. into it again. But I uh, just wanted to catch up. We finished the whole thing in the end. Uh, I'm going to have to say my total was a four. It went from a five to a four. Okay. I feel like it, it was still fun. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the time waiting for the rest of it yeah, lowered my enthusiasm about the show that I had just watched. Yeah, I knew. Uh, but I feel like it wasn't as fun as it was the first half. Gotcha. And then we also watched it together because only your phone, you're the only one that had the subscription left. So I'm sure I probably, it's not the same as just watching it on your phone while you're doing whatever, I guess. It's a different environment of how you're watching it. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, I agree with you, though. I think that it seemed to me like the last half of it was not as good. It felt like it lost steam. Yeah. Um, maybe that was just the people that they chose for the second yeah. half. They just didn't yeah. do as much fun right. stuff with it. Yeah. Although I did very much appreciate the surprise guest in the last, I think, the last episode. Yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't have him be who you would expect him to be, though. Well, I think that's why it was funny. Okay. It was. It was a. It would have been. I don't know. I thought it was funny because of, because of the difference. Yeah. The the ironic nature of it. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's why I liked it. Okay. Well. But I see what you're saying. In the end, it's a it's a Quibi show, right? Yep. So absolutely. Or a movie, whatever they were even considering it. Yeah. It was ten parts, ten minutes or less each. Yeah. Maybe one was like fifteen minutes. Yeah. But in the end, you get it done. In, Hour and a half-ish. Yeah. It was so, enjoyable, though. I still stand behind, you know, earlier review of, of it where I said 
I want to see more movies do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be a lot of fun. Definitely. But I think just make it a movie. Don't make it a, a parts of a... Yeah, I don't want to have to subscribe to Quibi to see more of this. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed it still. I just feel like it lost steam near the end. Yes, I feel the same. Uh, but it got me to want to go back and watch The Princess Bride. I'm super down so for that. I'm going to go watch that on Disney+. Plus. Good. Uh, I watched yesterday... Which is a movie on HBO Max. Uh, it got a 63% on the tomato meter and an 89% on audience score as of the 10th of this month. Yes, it did. So, basic premise of this movie is a struggling musician gets in a bike accident because of a worldwide outage and recovers to find out that random things in the society don't exist anymore. Uh, mainly the Beatles. And so he tries to remember... And recreate all their songs becoming famous with the lie that he created those songs himself. Okay, yeah. So that's the premise of this movie. Uh, You're not really a big Beatles fan. Yeah, they're fine. So I watched it without you. Yes. I had high hopes of this film Mm -hmm. because I enjoy the Beatles music. Right. So I was just like, yeah, I want to see a Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody. But... The Beatles. Right. You know, obviously he's covering all these songs in this, so it's slightly different variations of the songs. Uh, But I was looking forward to just basically getting, I guess, a fun nostalgia feel of Beatles classics in a movie. Yeah. Uh, Cast members, Jack Malik is the main character played by Himesh Patel. I didn't really recognize him from anything. Okay. Uh but he was a solid actor. I really enjoyed his performance. I'm assuming he did all the music himself or singing himself. Okay. Ellie Appleton it was his manager slash longtime childhood friend, mm-hmm. uh, played by Lily James, which I recognized from Baby Driver. Oh, is that she what was she like okay. the, the waitress in that film? Okay. The character Deborah Hammer was the uh, manager when he became famous. Mm-hmm. Played by Kate McKinnon. Oh, okay. She was pretty much her personality in most movies, but like more grounded for just her being like an asshole, I guess, rather than kooky. Okay. Um, And then I don't know who this is. Ed Sheeran. He's a musician. Yes. He played himself. Weird. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So he tied into the story somehow. Basically, he was what helped him become discovered. Hmm. Uh. As a new artist with these Beatles songs. Right. Uh, so, yeah. The, the premise was he basically wakes up from his accident and, like, things are just gone. It wasn't just the Beatles. Like, yeah. I believe Coke wasn't a thing. Uh, he made a reference. He's like, man, I could u- really use a cigarette right now. And then somebody next to him was, like, chuckling and goes, what's a cigarette? I mean, that would be okay. And, like, yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> and so... The whole movie, there's all these inside constant jokes about things that are now gone. And he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, thinking of things that he likes to see if they're still there. And you're like, Mm. okay, whew. Stuff (laughs) like that. You know, like, fun, charming stuff. So, only he knows that these things still existed. Or, at some point, they existed. Um, And so, he builds this celebrity status off of the Beatles music. Uh they don't really play the music very much. It's like they'll do 
like 10 seconds of a song. Mm. So you know what the song is, but they don't really play the song as like a musical movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you, you know. It's not like Across the Universe. It's not, it's not like Across the Universe. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. Uh, so it's really just kind of like, remember this song? Yeah, it's in this movie. But like okay. they don't really play the songs. Gotcha. So I was really disappointed in so that I would have probably been okay with it then. Probably, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> um, the movie itself was fine. It is very clear the direction they're going with the, the plot of the movie mm-hmm. from the start. But it doesn't really have any purpose in the end, I feel like, other than just being like, yeah, those were songs. Yeah, those existed. Yeah. I, I, I wish they had made more of a point to explain what the fuck the the phenomenon was and and why it happened right rather than just it happened so this is the world we're in now and that's that yeah there was no explanation not really as far as i could tell maybe i'm just dumb and i didn't catch it but um they do have a nice surprise in the film okay uh for people who are big beatles fans uh but it just makes it more confusing Okay. <laughs> At the same time, I would say if you're looking for something, it was like an hour and a half. If you're looking for something on HBO Max, it's fine. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I'd go look for one of the other many Beatles covered films. This one was was just pretty mediocre. Okay. I, I'm also reviewing this after seeing Bohemian Rhapsody and yeah. Rocket Man yeah. within the last six months. So pretty big movies to compete with right that's a fair statement (laughs) so do you have a rating or do you recommend it so i'm gonna have to give this a three okay three beetle hits out of five okay sounds good well the other movie we watched we mentioned earlier this episode palm springs this one has a 92 percent tomato meter and a 90 percent audience score it came out july 10th uh, but there were already like a hundred and something critics and three hundred and something or four hundred and something um, audience scores. And it's the general premise is there's a guy who's the guest of a wedding. His girlfriend is a bridesmaid and he somehow gets stuck in a time loop and gets the maid of honor stuck in the time loop with him. On accident. On accident, yes. Um, he tries to prevent it. <laughs> Um, this one, we've got Andy Samberg plays the main character, Niles, and Kristen Milioti as Sarah, who is the maid of honor that I spoke of, and then um, Meredith Hagner as Misty, who is the girlfriend, and I swear she looks so familiar, I could not figure out what I know her from. I looked up her fucking IMDb, and I'm like, no, I don't know any of these things. So I guess she just looks like somebody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel the same way, but I yeah. don't know. I didn't yeah. think too much into it. And then, um, always your favorite, J.K. Simmons as Roy. Yeah. Who was another guest at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like the uncle. The uncle of, one of, of the, the bride or one whatever. Of them. Yeah. Somebody. Um, and I'm not going to give away why, but he, why he was mentioned, but he's a big character. So, <laughs> um, in general, this is just kind of like a fun, there's a little bit more dark stuff in it, but it's like, mostly it's like a fun and fun and funny, slightly rom-com situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I would compare it to uh, The Lovebirds and yeah. The Wrong Missy. Something like oh, that. Right. Where yeah. it's just more of a... This felt like a streaming service movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, very generic uh, in the sense of 
you know, romantic comedy. Yes. Um, here's the thing with this one. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I had a fun time watching it. Yeah. But I feel like it did not cover what I was more interested in. Okay. Again, kind of like yesterday, this one does not give you any concept of what the fucking thing is. Yeah. That creates this time loop that they are stuck in. Mm-hmm. It does not answer any questions as far as why it exists, where it came from, any of these things. Right. Uh, there's a moment where you see fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. And they <laughs> just like, brush what? it over like it's no big fucking deal. Yeah. Even though he states it's the first time he's ever fucking seen that. To be fair, though. Aren't why they? are you not running up to these fucking dinosaurs and touching them? Um, Isn't he supposed to be like on mushrooms, though, in that scene? Yeah, but they both see him. I know. but Which they... implies that it's not... The mushrooms. Yeah, but I think they're they're an altered mental state is the point that maybe they're not reacting to things as a normal person would because okay. they're all high essentially. Okay. That was that was why how I interpreted it, but gotcha. I agree with you that I would have been like, holy fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, dinosaurs are huge though, so if you ran up to it, like it could just squash you. Whatever. <laughs> but to say that you fucking touched a dinosaur, yeah. are you saying you wouldn't risk that? I don't know. It's not like it was a T-Rex. It was yeah. a, a Brachiosaurus. Right. Basically, I think is what yeah. they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. There were definitely some it was, weird... It was a reptilian giraffe, if yeah. you will. <laughs> reptilian giraffe. Okay, sure. Um, I do... Th- I agree. There were some definitely some things that left a lot... Left to be desired. I wanted more explanation. But I think if as soon as you just let go of that, it was just like a funny, yeah, silly movie. Yeah, I was able to, to an extent. Yeah. But when the movie ended, I was like... But I have a billion questions now. Yeah, but what happened? Uh, <laughs> how long was he in here? Yeah, Because exactly. they kind of cover like he's been in there a very long time. Yes. Are we talking years? Right. How many fucking years has he been there? Has it yeah. been decades? Who knows? Um. <laughs> also, tying to that, I feel like they don't really represent... I assume that they are both in there for a very long time as well at the point of this, like the time frame of this movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they don't really represent that. It, it feels like she's only in there... A week, based off how they kind of play out the story. Right. It seems like but that. But I feel like it's intended that it's supposed to be like she was also in there a very long time with him. Yeah, because of the subject matter of what she was doing in the diner. Yes. Would take a long time. Exactly. Yeah. But like I feel like they didn't properly it, express it still didn't that. Seem like a long it time. It felt yeah. like she just learned quantum physics in a couple days. Yes. Uh. And then, you know, he's like, oh, you know, uh, I have feelings for you. And yeah. it's, again, it's been like, as far as we know, it's been a few days. It right. feels like it hasn't been a very long time, which I think they were trying to do, but right. they needed to represent that a little bit better. Yeah. Um, also, is time happening outside of this bubble? That part- Are they in like a different timeline now than everybody yeah, else? I- These are more questions I have. I don't understand I have that question as well. I, I got really upset at the end when a certain thing was said. I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, do they exist in an alternate timeline where they didn't get stuck in a loop? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> it's very confusing to me. There's like an infinite number of universes in which they are going through every time they go wake up in their loop. But like, whenever they finally... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... It's and very... also, okay. So... Another question that bothers me. Yeah. If one of them dies in that time, they just wake up 
with the next day loop. Right. Okay. So the one that didn't die in that Mm -hmm. timeline, are they now in a different timeline? Is there... Are they just stacking on more timelines no, and timelines on timelines? For those ones, I think it, that's. I thought about that one a lot throughout. It was like, well, this person dies, and then the other person eventually goes to sleep, and the time between when they go to sleep and they die, there's like so time is irrelevant. Up. Yeah. So they are still the same beings. Yes. Waking up at the same time. Yes. It's just the one who's waiting another ten hours for that day to end. Yeah. Uh, it's not relevant to mm-hmm. when they both wake up. They just, right. okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of confusing questions that I had as well. But I was like, I finally was like, I have to just let it go and try to enjoy it. Because there was, it was funny. That's about what you'd expect from a It Andy was, I, I had a lot comedy. of fun with yeah. the joking of yes. the, the movie. Yeah. Uh, but also, I guess part of my criticism was like, I kind of wish that there was more of that. Because, you know, there's a scene where they go into this bar and they're both dressed the same like they're in the yes. 80s yes. and they have this entire dance routine that they yeah. do just yeah. abruptly walk yeah. in and just do this and shit and just do that and then leave yeah. and just like it's hilarious yeah but like in my head i'm like how long did it take them to think of this yeah how long did they how like practice, they practice this yeah exactly <laughs> and i just feel like they put too much focus on the rom-com aspect that I feel like they lost track of, like, what could have been a really fun movie yeah. just in the concept of a time loop right. between people yeah. dealing with the fact that they were stuck in this time loop. True. You know, they kind of hinted at some things, you know, like he was, like, depressed. And, yeah. Uh, she obviously had her own shit she had to deal with. Yes. And I just wish they kind of expanded a little bit more on the, the psycho analysis i guess of yeah of them in this time loop versus just it being a backdrop for them to be a romantic comedy yes but overall it was an enjoyable movie entertaining anyway yes and there's a lot of people that were in it that i did not know were going to be in it Mm -hmm. Uh, i can't think of his name right now the the actor who plays superman in the cw shows yeah uh he was in this in a small role the father of the bride uh recognized him from stuff i want to say he was in the oc back in like the early 2000s but uh both andy samberg and, and Kristen miliotti uh, they did a great job yeah they definitely sold their fucking characters yes definitely and even jk simmons who was a smaller role mm-hmm. uh but the little time he was on like it was great it was great yeah uh and so it kind of sucks because i kind of wish like there was more to that yeah like, i kind of wish there was more to their relationship even yes um it has a lot of potential. So I I wouldn't be against them doing more of this with mm-hmm. different actors. Right. That's a good point. They could do that um, same phenomenon that happened in many other situations. Yeah. And so none of the other people are in the time loop, right? No. They're just in their time loop there concept. Was, there was one person that I was like questioning. But um, as far as we can tell, no. I think okay. they were the only ones. Yeah. yeah it, it, it did bother the mind the whole idea that what was going on yeah trying to wrap your brain around yeah it brought up a lot of questions is the problem yeah time travel questions are always complicated (laughs) not end game yeah fair enough i got those ones down yeah ask me an end game question about time travel but i already know you're gonna get it right so see for my point (laughs) yeah okay well that's it uh what what did you give it i'm gonna give it a four Four? Okay. I'm like, gonna I'll give it a four. Okay. Like I said, I, I wish they had answered more things. Yeah, it just lost a star for questions. Maybe touch a dinosaur or two. Yeah. Or two. Uh, in whatever capacity you feel was appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh good cast, 
Really enjoyed it. I think the score, it's understandable. Yeah, definitely. Again, this was something I thought was like a show and they ended up being a movie. Mm-hmm. Another, it was like another hour and a half. So that seems to be like the the theme time frame, I think, for streaming movies these days. Is it looks like an hour and a half seems to be the standard they're going for. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'd, I'd recommend it. Just don't expect a lot out of the explaining yeah. of the story. Yeah. Take it at face value. Exactly. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Check us out on Facebook. We have a group called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. You can interact with us all week long. Uh, Don't forget to rate us, review us, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. We would appreciate any reviews or direct feedback to learn how we're doing. If you want to send us an email, you can do that at dtfpod at gmail.com. And you can send us suggestions or content requests or feedback. We would like to hear from you. You can also find us on dtfcast.com or follow Steven on social media. At Classy Cat Dad on Instagram and Twitter. All right, that's it for episode 46 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yes, it is. Bye bye.